Hello, my name is Cynthia, and welcome to the latest episode of Getting Your Together, a podcast where we discuss what it's like to get it all the way together, or at least attempt to, one day at a time. Hey everyone, I am going to talk today about disrespect. I really want to dig into it today in this episode. I use myself as an example, which I know is quite shocking, right? Um, but hopefully this will be really beneficial, helpful for someone out there listening. I'm not going to really paint myself necessarily in the best light, but I'm just going to be honest about things that I allowed, things that I didn't know and what helped me kind of frame it so I could start healing. And I think healing is just something you're, you're going to continue to do. I don't think you're ever, you can ever say you're healed because life still keeps going um, and things still happen, but you'll be better and prepared, I would say, more to be able to handle what life throws your way. So let's get this party started, right? I know I've talked about leveling up and everything like that, but I really wanted to dive in into where I was prior to that and why I allowed a lot of things to happen and why I treated myself so poorly. My drinking is definitely something that was a direct result of a lot of this because I didn't know how to process things in a healthy way or a constructive way. I didn't feel like I deserved to be treated well or to be treated kindly. And I would just bottle and push everything down. I think that's just something that I learned from a young age. And yeah, while I'm talking about things that I learned from a young age, I like to always say that, you know, my parents did the best they could with what they knew how to do. They had their own thing. And I truly can say that now, like they had their own stuff that they were battling. And, you know, at a certain point, I think once I started really going through and learning about me through all the stuff that's happened, I had a level of just acceptance and, and just peace with a lot of stuff that happened. And I see them in a different way for sure. A lot of what I had to do to heal myself was to take a lot of what I've done and say like, no, this was me. This is stuff that I'm doing. You know, I couldn't just put it all on them. That was a lot of humility and it wasn't something that was easy to do, but it really helped me reframe just myself and my thoughts and my patterns the majority of the time, I would say. But the bottom line of all of this really is like, I didn't love myself. I didn't believe in myself and I didn't trust myself. How did that play out? I broke it out into three different buckets based off those three different statements that I made above. My first thing is like, I didn't trust myself. I see this as in, I wasn't honest. I often lie, I lied a lot. You know, I don't think I could tell the, tr I could tell the truth without lying, without omitting something, without downplaying something. I didn't really exaggerate too much, but I would definitely downplay a situation. I would agree to a lot of things and not want to do them. And then I would be very passive aggressive about things and I would com conveniently forget or do what I wanted and just be really not upfront. I projected a, what I thought others wanted me to be all the time. I didn't really have a sense of self for so many years of my life. So I would say, well, this 
this guy, he likes girls that are not as outspoken and are fun to be around. So I'm going to show him that. Or my friend doesn't like me to joke like this and they don't feel comfortable if I talk too much about, you know, world politics. So I won't do that, you know? And I would do these things. I would go through these mental gymnastics of just being like, I can only show these things to these people. And then, you know, people, of course, you're showing them what they like or what they're comfortable with. I wouldn't say like it's liking. I think it's like you're showing them what they're comfortable with seeing or having around. And then they'll, of course, be all into it. But then I would start being resentful and passive aggressive because that was not me. Like there's so many facets to me. I wanted to be able to show or feel safe that I could show all these things and I didn't. So then instead of being, instead of looking, examining myself of why I felt that way, I would just react to them and make it more of like, you know, their problem. I wouldn't stand up for myself at all. I kept my mouth shut to keep the peace probably more times than I can count. I was grew up in a household where I had to walk on eggshells all the time because I was like, a, I felt like I was a target. If it wasn't about like what I did, what I was talking about, how I dressed, how much I weighed. Like I always felt like I, there was like a bullseye on Cynthia. So I just stopped. I just didn't learn to stand up for myself because then it felt like I would either become the butt of the joke or I just wouldn't be supported. So I was just like, let it go. And another thing, I also surrounded myself with people who are quick to withhold information or lie. They didn't trust me and I didn't trust them. So it was kind of like we were just in these moments and elements and it's kind of like we were frenemies. I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say it would go in towards like mean girls or anything like that or mean boys because I had a lot of male friends, but but it was definitely like we were not being upfront or truthful over each other because bottom line, we didn't trust each other. And I think we just both had like that avoidant type of mentality. And it kind of came out a lot when it came, it came out with my friendships and the fact that I just surrounded myself with people who did that. So then I didn't have to be open and honest about anything. And we were, and then we could keep it moving at the same time. I did feel lonely and I didn't feel like people saw or understood me because of that. But I also didn't give people the opportunity to get to know me because I didn't really know myself. I didn't know how to get to know myself. I didn't trust in myself enough to be okay with, you know, saying like, you know, Cynthia, who you are, is cool. It's pretty fucking cool, you know? And then the people that are for that or be into that, they're going to be okay with that. The next one, I would say I didn't believe in myself. And a lot of this had to do with my boundaries. I didn't have any for a long ass time. I let others define them for me all the time. I couldn't tell you anything like my moral code, what I valued, what was okay with me and what wasn't okay. I didn't have a sense of self for so long. And truthfully, I didn't think I really just started cultivating that or discovering that until like middle of last year. I think I was just kind of going through it and getting used to being sober and recovery and, and, and then life happens and you kind of get swept up and realizing that, you know, there, the drinking was such a huge defining part of my life. And then without that, then I had to really confront my life, you know, and realize that there was so much I didn't like about me and what I allowed to happen and not being able to express myself. And I didn't know myself at all. 
Like it was crazy because I would look at pictures of myself from back when I was really drinking. I was heavier and I would just be like, I don't understand this person at all. Like I remember things, but I don't have any connection to that person. It's kind of felt like they were a stranger to me. And that was weird. I don't think even with my weight and I've gotten smaller than I am now, I think I still kind of could connect to myself. I would remember, but this time it's kind of like, whoa, you could tell me that was someone else and I would probably believe you because if I didn't know it was me, I would just be like, I don't know who this person is, you know? So it's kind of weird. I feel like now that I have more of a sense of self, then I look back on how I used to be and I was just so aimless and I wouldn't try to figure out who I was. And then the parts of me that I thought I had figured out were all negative. I would react to others' boundaries and I thought I deserved everything that happened to me. So I think a lot of people, we all have our stuff. We all have our shit. That's just kind of how life is. And um, certain people are able to like push through that than others. I couldn't push through it for a long time. I didn't have any boundaries, but I would also be respectful of other people's boundaries or I would hold whatever energy they would be throwing my way and just take it on to me. And I would say, you know, I deserved everything that happened because I did something wrong. You know, um, it was my fault. And I think I would internalize so many things. And then, of course, I would go and drink or weigh the frustration, drink away the pain, drink away the hurt, drink away the disappointment. You know, I wouldn't allow myself the ability to articulate any of that stuff. I would just react, react, react. And then I would just hold and just allow myself to be a dumping ground for people because I felt like, well, you know, they need to get it out. I'm strong enough. But that was all BS because I'm also a human being too. And I also have things that I'm working through. And I feel like, you know, you need to be able to handle that stuff constructively. I never knew how to say no. I think this falls into what I was saying before. I would take on a lot of pain and frustration. I think I've done that probably since childhood. I know a lot of stuff about my parents. I said this in therapy that like how you put your parents on a pedestal because you're there, your mom and dad. I never did that. You know, my brother did it with both of our parents. I, we talk about him like we totally see mom and dad totally different. Like I don't knock him for that, but I never really had that mom and dad or ace they're up on this throne somewhere because I just knew so much about their marriage and the type of people that they were or are. I took a lot of things personally just because I didn't know how to push back or say, no, that wasn't okay. I believed everything negative about me because I just, I didn't receive a lot of kind words growing up. And a lot of things that were said to me were negative. So I would latch onto that and believe that story instead of saying, holding it up and being like, well, is this true? Is this valid? Is this what I know to be true as Cynthia? I would also brush off my emotions a lot. And that is probably one of the big, huge parts of my drinking. I would push stuff down. I would keep it there. I wouldn't be able to talk about it. I Last year, I realized just how stunted I was in being able to communicate just my feelings about things, not being able to process my feelings. I still don't really process things really fast. It takes me a while. And then being able to articulate it is still something I struggle with. And it's just because that's just something I never did. I would just drink it all away or eat it away or try to sex it away, I guess, sometimes. 
but I would never just like stand up to it or look at it or face it. You know, I would run like all the time. And my drinking got out of control because of that, because I was just not running up. I would say maybe for the past couple of years before I decided to get sober last year, I was just spiraling. And I don't think I was aware of it at the time. I just knew something was wrong. It was just me really like pushing down on so much shit. Like I didn't like my job. I didn't like my career. I didn't like my how I saw myself. I didn't like my body. I didn't like... You know, I felt like I was a prisoner in certain aspects in my own life because I was just not living like up to the potential that I wanted to be. But I thought that that's all I could be. I just allowed myself to keep telling that same story to myself, you know, and then I would just drink it down and and things would get a little too real. And I would just keep drinking it down and keep drinking it down and keep drinking it down. If things were to happen that if things weren't left I would quickly dissociate a lot. Like I, my mind would, I would, my, it's kind of like you have that freeze flight or fright, right? I would definitely freeze and I would just not be there. Like I would hear you. I know you're talking to me, but I would just not be like, I wouldn't be able to really tell you what you're saying just because my, I would just be so paralyzed, you know? And that I think has to do with just growing up in really intense and volatile environments. And like, you know, people were quick to get physical, not necessarily in my immediate family, but definitely in my external family and not being able to feel like I could defend myself um, and not being able to articulate, articulate things verbally. I was quick to just, just freeze and just stop and hope that it goes away or something else happens. So I don't have to be, here anymore you know so learning boundaries was definitely key to all this and being okay with having boundaries was definitely key to a lot of this and then I didn't love myself I would probably even say I never really truly loved myself until I last year you know I was talking to my best friend about this actually like I didn't really love myself in my relationships I've been in I didn't love myself just across the board. I didn't appreciate myself. Um, I would let, I didn't cherish my body. I would let anything happen to it. Probably it would take something really drastic for me to even be like, yo, this is not cool. And I probably wouldn't even say that I wasn't raised to value myself. I was often berated. I was told what was wrong with me. I was never told what was right. I would only focus on that, you know, And then when I was younger, a lot of that was through food. So I would emotionally eat, you know, I would hide food and then eat and then my family would find out and then I would get chastised and like made fun of. And I was told that I was overweight all the time. I was told that I was, I was too much of something. I was never told like, you know, you are who you are, embrace it, work on these things maybe potentially, but for the most part, you're good or you're a smart kid or you're you're talented or anything like that. I wasn't told anything really good about myself at all. And it wrecked havoc on me just because I try I wanted to try to fit in because you're a kid. You tr- want to try to fit in somewhere um, at school, at home. And I just wasn't able to. So I always just thought that there was something wrong with me. Also had a lot of issues with like some of my extended family. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. I won't go into it because I feel like every family has something. 
but there was stuff with like with my extended family and I would get called like really derogatory names. Like I would, I'm just going to say like I was, I was called like whore and slut and things like that. And at the time, looking back at it, I don't think I believed it like from a rational standpoint, but you start internalizing that stuff. And then that also starts to inform your behavior or what or how you value yourself or how what your value is to someone. I thought a lot of my value was in that arena. It was kind of crazy and jacked up for a while when I was younger. I worked myself through that, of course. I think I buried a lot of this in my drinking as well because there was a lot of guilt and shame tied to certain things that I would do. Like I had to be drunk to do certain things or allow certain things to happen. And then I would feel really guilty. And then I would just be, and it would just be another cycle and another cycle after that and another cycle after that. I think I took a long, hard look at that while I was getting sober. And that was another reason why I actually took this suggestion and I was like, I'm not going to date anybody. I'm not going to see anybody. I'm not going to get with anyone. It was just, you know, me, myself and I. And I think that was probably the best thing because then I could look at stuff more holistically. And then another thing, I put myself last a lot. I'm a giver. I like to help people when I can, but I would do that at at my own detriment. And, you know, and Looking back, there's things that I've done. I wouldn't take it back now because I know that I had to be there for like my brother, be there for my father, be there for, you know, whomever. But I did put myself last and I would, I think now if I were to do something similar, I would have to have, I would have a lot of boundaries and self-care in place for me. I didn't have any of that. You know, I wouldn't take care of myself in a mental way or a physical way. I would just be having to be show up 100% for someone else. And like they say, like, if your cup is empty, then how can you help fill someone else's or give anyone else your leftover? You know, I just was just depleted all the time. And I think that also played a part in my drinking too, because I was just so unhappy because I was felt like I was always so tired mentally and physically. I was tapped financially. I was tapped like my soul was just like empty. You know, I was just barely existing in my life. I didn't know what to do. So I would act out in different ways. And I would do a lot of things that would discredit myself would be disrespectful because I just didn't feel like I was worth anything. To be honest, I didn't know how to get out of it. You know, it took something like me deciding to get sober to really start to analyze a lot of the stuff about myself. Because like I've mentioned, I thought that I would just stop drinking, but my life would just be the same. But no, that is not what fucking happened. Not drinking kind of just opened up my whole world. And then I was able to start really pinpointing things about myself, things I didn't like about myself, things that I wish I knew better in order to handle it when things like that happened to me. But in a way, even though last year for me, it was such a clusterfuck for me in so many ways, it was probably my best year to date because I got to see what my what the inner strength was like. So I say to anyone, if any of these things resonate with you in any kind of way, if you have issues with, your, with self-respect, and I know it's hard to really be honest with yourself about that because we all like to think that we like ourselves to a certain degree. 
But if you don't respect yourself, you can't expect others respect you. You can't expect to have the, the quality like relationships and things like that. Um, and I'm not talking about like romantically necessarily, but just rela- relationships across the board. You know, enjoy being able to have the appropriate boundaries at, at work and being able just to get through your day in a really healthy, beneficial way for you. It's like you really have to start sitting with yourself and examining things that have happened to you in your life. Not to assign blame, not to point fingers, not to say what if, because it happened the way that it happened. But it's like you taking that story and seeing like, well, what was the lesson there? How can I apply it to what I'm doing now? And then also forgive yourself. Because I think a lot of this is like you hold on to a lot of guilt and shame. I've talked about this at length because guilt and shame is so legit. But you got to forgive yourself. You have to forgive other people. And then just say everybody was doing the they were doing the best they could with what they knew how to do at that time. In order for you to be able to move forward, you have to kind of grant that level of grace. It's it's not always easy or pleasant. I feel like I say that a lot. It's not always easy or pleasant. But, you know, and while that may be true, there's so much on the other side. I think last year for me, getting sober, getting really into it, I really saw myself holistically like a 360 degree version of Cynthia but not just me but like how people in my life that weren't in my life that were in my life how everything kind of just was like a a thread through me you know and I could just see it in such a different way and I I feel really thankful for that because I really, that's how I really started to love myself and care about myself. And I was like, you know, I did, I did all right. You know, I did okay. And I didn't always do. I wasn't trying to get emotional up in the show, but I tried my best, but I know better now. And I think that is probably the one key thing that I learned going through last year is like, I know better now. And that is so calming and like I feel so much I feel so blessed you know because there's people I know that never got that opportunity for whatever reason and I'm so happy that that happened and then my goal is to be able to extend that to others so they can feel like you know they can do it too (laughs) like I said guys I might the tears come up they come up with the quickness with my ass now. I really just wanted to have a conversation around disrespect because I feel like a lot of people think about it when it applies to someone else disrespecting you. But I really think disrespecting someone disrespecting you more than likely has to do with what not only what that other person feels about themselves, but also what how you feel about you because you are you're allowing that to happen. But there are tools and you have the ability to not have something like that happen to you and re- and rewire yourself. But you have to confront you and be honest and open about that. And it will take some time. And you would trip and fall and shit will happen. But you'll be able to at least arm yourself and learn from your mistakes instead of letting your mistakes define who you are. And that is where you will keep getting stuck. You will still have your your issues. You will fall back into your drinking. You will not allow yourself to be able to live life fully on your terms. And that to me is a very sad thing. But it starts with being able to respect yourself 
if this hits anything for you, I am happy. You know, I hope you sit with it and I hope you think about it. Even if it takes you a while, you have to come back. You're not the only one. You're not alone. And there is the other side. So with that being said, I hope you have a great one. Talk soon, my friends. Bye. Bye.